Welcome to KC Corner Episode 5. Jeff is back from his trip to upstate New York, and we talk about how he studies when he has some time alone. We also recap last week's sermon where we looked at the church in Sardis and covers what he hopes to say this week where we look at the church in Philadelphia. Let's go. All right, welcome to episode five of KC Corner. Jeff is back from his trip, a ski trip up in upstate New York. And what town, little town were you in? Well, I actually skied outside of Lake Placid where they had the 80 Winter Olympics. I stayed in a little teeny town called Owl's Head. Owl's Head. Yep, outside of Malone. No one knows anywhere where that's near, but it's, let me put it this way, two words, Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And last week I did watch Miracle on Ice and I know... Nice. You had a chance to go to that oh, game. Oh, <laughs> don't even start that, Brooks. Yeah, well, it's one of my uh, greatest heartburns is uh, unbelievably, in the Christmas of 1979 as a small child, for some reason I was the only one in the family given a ticket to go to see my grandparents in Lakeland, Florida. How cool is that? During my February break, and as I'm there, I hear, hey, good news and bad news as a phone call from my dad came in. The good news is we got tickets to the USSR USA hockey game. The bad news is you're in Florida. So, (laughs) Brooks, you know it's sad. Every time I go to Lake Placid, I've been there a few times in the last few years. Every person I see, I have to tell that story. Have to. I have to. It's embarrassing. (laughs) I went into the USA hockey store, and of course, I had to tell the story like <laughs> the miracle on ice i could have been there but it's anyway. not like it was the one of the biggest moment in american oh, sports stop history it, or anything, stop it that's all right. stop it i know <laughs> but we'll so get true. into the rest of your ski trip and your study time uh later on in the episode but we'll start off with part seven of triumph of the lamb where last week we we went through the or started looking at the church of sardis um and what you meant to say last week as you're battling the flu yeah you know uh first of all thank god i got through sunday i I came home uh, i flew back friday and uh that evening i had the rehearsal for a wedding and it was really cold it was amazing brooks that when I left a Friday morning, it was one degree, one. <laughs> a single degree. A single digit, <laughs> numero uno. And it was cold. But when I went to Deland for the uh, rehearsal for the wedding, uh, and it was like 50 or 49, it felt colder. I mean, it's <laughs> something about the Florida cold. And I think that really kind of pushed me over the edge uh, health-wise. And so by the time Sunday morning came, I was not feeling well. So first of all, when I talk about what I meant to say, I certainly didn't mean to say it like Kermit the Frog, you know. (laughs) And I'm really grateful for King's Chapel for their grace of listening to me as I struggled. And I'm just so grateful to God that, A, I got through, and I just really, I loved our time together in worship as always. And then, uh, you know, turn around, I had a wedding at four, and... (laughs) Brooks, by God's grace, I got through that as well. So, um, But what I meant to say, Sardis is an interesting church. First of all, uh, again, it has nothing praiseworthy about it um, that Jesus talks about. It really uh, is almost all negative stuff, uh, but there's so much to learn from. And one of the biggest things is they had a reputation in the people's eyes of being a good church, a church that was alive, but in God's eyes, they were dead. And how scary is that, that a church can have a reputation of life and yet reality not and have death and the contrast between what God can see and what man can see about the vitality of a church. 
was really quite quite striking. So that's that was the first thing that was like, wow, you know, we got to be careful at King's Chapel that we're not ever looking to the reputation to man as uh, how we're doing health wise, but how would God see that we're doing? And I think the bottom line, what I wanted to say with Sardis, which sometimes it's hard to put your arms around, was is is the Holy Spirit seemed to have left the building. And, you know, one of our values at King's Chapel is that we're spirit empowered. And what does that look like? And that's hard to put your arms around, Brooks. I mean, even hard to define sometimes. It's kind of like the Holy Spirit. Obviously, you, you don't see the presence of the Spirit uh, physically, but you see the evidence of it everywhere you look. And so um, you got to make sure that you're a church that's Spirit-empowered, not trying to do things on your own strength. But, you know, oftentimes churches take that to an extreme and you know, it's all they are is they're just trying to figure out the spirit and uh, or they go to the other extreme when they try to ignore the spirit. So, you know, I think that Sardis, the spirit had left the building. And um, and I think that that was why they were dead, because the spirit brings life and it makes awake. That's which was asleep. And so um, how do we ensure to be a spirit empowered church was what I'm trying to say. And then just lastly, some great exhortations like, you know, be alert and strengthen what is weak and just remember and keep and obey God's word and repent. And I kind of want to just focus on that. Just that what I wanted to say was obey it, you know, obey what God has said as well. And that video I mentioned uh, with Justin Bieber, uh, the videos I watched was, uh, (laughs) was really, uh, was really telling. And it really meant a lot to me to see that he said, Hey, it wasn't enough that I knew that Jesus died for my sins. I just, really felt like I had to live in response to that. And to me, that's evidence of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's just a a desire to live it. So Sardis, what I hope to say is, hey, let's don't live off of the uh, reputation of the world and and let's make sure we're spirit empowered and let's make sure that the Spirit's leading us to obey our our great God. Yeah, and when I hear that word spirit empowered, you kind of think of those high school Bible camps where uh, you get yeah. like it's that spiritual high, and churches can't just ride that every week and bank on having that spiritual high. It's that even keel of um, knowledge and growth and repentance, but also having um, that spirit empowered with them too. So a nice balance of everything with it. You know, it's a great point, Brooks, because I think oftentimes uh, churches will try to get that camp feel every week. Like you know, you got to get the energy to a certain level; the spirit will get there, but. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just an energy level or a, you know, a camp week high or so whatever, but it's just something that's got to be pervasive that walks with us, the spirit that's going to be a part of what we do. And again, it, it's a bit nebulous, uh, but I know that uh, it's something that we need to have. So yeah, good thought. Yep, definitely. And then so jumping in now to part eight, um, looking at the next church of Philadelphia, uh, at the Triumph of the Lamb series. Yeah, well, this one's quite a Philly. Um, Philly. <laughs> you know, sorry, that's a, uh, a quote from uh, So I Married or an Axe Murderer. A little shout out to an early <laughs> Mike Meyer uh, movie. But uh, Philadelphia is one of two churches. It's very similar to Smyrna. Uh, it's one of two that doesn't have anything negative to be said about it. So kudos to it. Uh, it's really small and weak. It's one of the smallest and weakest churches and yet, in the midst of it, it's been one of the most faithful and, and secure of churches. Um, interesting imagery. What I hope to say is they had an open door of opportunity um, that God had opened up for them. And when you think of their surroundings, they were small. They weren't really powerful. 
and they had a lot of pressure. Is this the time to play offense? Is this the time for an open door? And yet, by God's grace, this was the time. And so it gets me excited. I mean, you know, King's Chapel is a new church and, you know, we're not very big. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have a lot uh, of, of ministries uh, born down the track right now. But uh, what an open door we have, you know, what an open door to share the gospel and open door to serve others. And so uh, there's three things that we're going to look at. It's just like an open door. There's going to be an interesting, some keys of David. What does that mean? You know, so what is the key to uh, our church as well? And uh, it's a promise of that we could be a pillar in the temple. And what does that mean? So it's a great little church um, with a fantastic history. And uh, I think a lot for us to glean from. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've always kind of been a part of either startups or something smaller all the way from playing baseball in high school with our little private school having to beat up on public schools to now I work for a startup tech company and now a startup church as well. So it's just in my blood about being startups and starting small and taking advantage uh, of some markets and, uh, and everything. So that's the fun part. You don't want to join, join the huge uh, and, you know, conform to everything. Well, you know, and I think it's oftentimes, you know, uh, let's talk about it this way too. Um, Is it good for a church to play offense or defense? And, you know, there's often uh, in the sports world the argument, what wins championships, offense or defense? And mm-hmm. you, need, you need both. But the church has to play offense. And the church has an open door. And, you know, what does it look like for us to play offense and um, in a way that's not offensive? You know, I think the greatest key for the church to play offense is to be winsome. And what does it look like for us to be winsome the way we love God and love our neighbor and use utilize that open door and that's 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 a great opportunity yep definitely i think as a few episodes ago i talked about when we were on like field trips and everything we were representing our school with our red shirts and khaki shorts um you know always kind of being on offense in that way of representing christ exactly and philadelphia seemed to do it well i mean they, they it says interesting you don't have much power but in the fact that they didn't have a lot of worldly authority or recognition they were doing well, and it kind of gives me encouragement. That's exactly where we are at King's Chapel. Well, sounds good. I look forward to Sunday. And so our last portion now, um, just Jeff talking about his trip, his ski trip up in New York, and kind of how his study week is different up there, obviously different time, hitting the slopes in the morning, um, and just you know being away um, and solo out there, how he studies differently. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, let me start off by saying, I love living in Florida, and I'm so proud that I raised my four kids here in Florida, and I love the fact that I married a Winter Park girl, born and raised, and man, this has been a huge part of my life, but it's hard for me to live here without seeing snow, and so, you know, I I really try to find uh, snow because there's something amazingly beautiful and calming to my soul about the beauty of snow, and uh, I certainly love to, uh, to ski. And when you go away uh, and you have a chance to study, I mean, again, I went to a place that didn't have, I didn't turn the TV on. I don't think they had TV signal anyway. And um, I I didn't have internet. um, And there's just a a stove uh, that you can uh, start a fire and... uh, um, and, Living the simple life. Just living the simple life. And it's a great time to to study. It's a great time. There's there's something about quietness, and I think that there's a blanket of snow outside that quiets the world around me, and and it's a great time to focus. And so 
when I'm not charging down the mountain during the day, uh, skiing, um, I'm just quietly by myself, uh, spending time with the Lord. And that's just a blessing. It's funny, Brooks, I can't do it for too long because I'm such a people person, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I realize the few times I get a chance to call home to talk to Katie, I'm talking so fast and she's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, I haven't used my words much today. <laughs> and we are the, uh, uh, not the very typical couple. I'm usually the female uses more words in the male, but, uh, for me, I'm, I'm probably three to one for Katie, but, uh. <laughs> So they, I was storing up a lot of words. So all that to say, great time away. I love time up north. And, and Brooks, if I could take uh, my King's Chapel family to one point in time, it's really, it's driving a lot of the back roads. As I drive, it looks like a, it looks like a portrait of a painting you want to just spend time in. It's, you know, the snow that is piled high on the banks. Um, that you know that comes up almost up over the car and and the pine trees that are laden with snow and uh it's it's just peaceful to me and uh if there was something i could show i mean would probably be that picture of just uh this feels like home and so to be back to drive in the snow i mean how many people like driving in the snow i like it it just it reminds me Makes you feel alive exactly <laughs> Well, it reminds me of growing up, and uh, there's probably something nostalgic about it. Yep, and so it looks sounds like uh, you live that life that they portray in movies. You know, cold. You got a fire going, and then you got your stack of nine commentaries on the <laughs> Revelation exactly, next exactly. to you. <laughs> well, and and the worst part about it is I couldn't bring all the commentaries because it would cost too much money on Allegiant Airlines to get them up there. So <laughs> I had to make copies of all the commentaries and. Uh, so anyway, it was kind of funny. So you can read a page, burn it in the fire. Yes, I don't know. So <laughs> the old way. Yeah, which was great. Well, thanks for coming back. Welcome back. I'm glad you traveled safe and that you're feeling better from your sickness. And look well, forward to this Sunday. Well, thanks, Brooks, and thanks for your flexibility and going a little bit late in the KC corner because we know that there's always room in the corner for you. Always room. It, in there the corner. is, but we didn't want you there if I was feeling sick. So. For those of you who are thinking that we would be uh, broadcasting yesterday. Or that we got canceled after four episodes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thinking I'd surprise it took them that long. We're back. We are back. And we'll be back Sunday also. Blessings, Brooks. Great to be with you. Have a good one, guys.